Hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast all about big family life, where we talk about things that really affect us specifically, those of us with big families. So we've got you covered from car buying advice, episode one, to road trip tips, episode 13. And now starting today with episode 20, we've got some awesome ways to save tons of money. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Please subscribe to the podcast or go check out our website at aboveaveragesshow.com to learn all about the show and to listen to more episodes. I'm Lance Osborne. I'm a father of five. And uh, today on episode 20, we've got a great guest for you. It's Jenny Martin, the writer behind Southern Savers, who, by the way, is a mother of five. If you're not familiar with Southern Savers, it's a website that shares killer deals at the grocery store and elsewhere and really offers practical but not insane tips on saving money, obviously something really relevant to large families like ours. The site is absolutely huge. For instance, 350,000 people like it on Facebook, and over 1.5 million people make up the community at southernsavers.com. So we really think you'll like this one. Here's my interview with Jenny Martin. All right, so I'm here with Jenny Martin, and as you heard just from the intro, she's with Southern Savers. She is the founder and the writer behind SouthernSavers.com, which is really a uh, it's an amazing site. It's it's a true leader in the couponing field and kind of frugal living and that lifestyle and everything, and just really spending smartly. So, Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So on the show, you and I have talked about it a little bit, what we're trying to do with Above Average. On the show, we call families with three or more kids above average, and that's because kind of the the statistical average in the United States, if you've got a family, most families have two and a half kids. So anytime we're talking to somebody with three or more kids, we're like, yeah, they're above average. You guys just so happen to have an above average family. Can you, uh, before we talk about Southern Savers and all that, I really want our listeners to know kind of who you are and where you're coming from. Tell us about your family. Sure. I have five girls, uh, no boys, and they are all 10 and under. Um, we started out with the average family right off the bat because we had twins. Oh, um, awesome. So the next kiddo put us above average um, right then. And um, we've just kept going. Our youngest is three months old uh, and oldest are 10. Well, that is a lot of fun. We, we talk a lot about busy households around here yeah. because anytime you've got a bunch of kids, there's always a hubbub. There's a lot going on. Uh, in a recent show, we talked about how it's wonderful. There's a joyful noise in the house, mm -hmm. but there's always noise in the house, you know, so yeah. you're kind of looking at it from both angles. Um, especially when you've got 10 and under. So with what you're doing with Southern Savers and you're, uh, I'm guessing you work from home mm -hmm. and you've also got a team that helps you put together Southern Savers. I do. How do you guys deal with uh, the hubbub of that of that chaotic house? And, you know, beautiful chaos, I'm sure. But how do you deal with the hubbub at the, while at the same time getting some work done? What does that look like for you guys? Um, so I guess I had to give up a few years ago, the idea or a number of years ago. Don't let me uh, sound... Uh, that it was just recently, a number of years ago, the idea of that perfect Martha Stewart house, just, it doesn't exist. <laughs> and I think it's a sad house. Um, uh, my daughter, this, one of my oldest girls this um, past weekend, we were folding laundry and she said, mama, I, I'm sorry you have to fold all this laundry. I said, you know, there's a day that I'll be super sad because there's no laundry to fold. I'm really glad that we always have things that have to be done around here. Um, so it's just kind of realizing that that's the blessing. Uh, it's not a curse. It's the blessing of a large family right. 
How we balance some of that, though, is that our employees know that our family is first. And that can actually be kind of hard for employees to realize because they want you to put your business first. And while I do have you know a, a very strong place for Southern Savers, uh, they know that if something happens or if my kids just need mama time, that I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to spend time with the girls. Uh, and my girls know that too that they can always interrupt me. They can always come in. There's not a mama's door is closed, so don't go in. We don't, we don't have that mentality here um, because that's the point of being home with them. We homeschool. We're always together. And I want them to know that we're always here for them. The work-life balance concept, that's something obviously that we talk about a lot. Uh, you know, whether, whether or not one spouse stays at home, it doesn't really matter. You still have to figure out how do we put our family first? How do we really make sure that we're raising up children in the way that they should go and all that? How do we really focus on that, but at the same time focus on being able to provide for them? But it sounds like you guys have that nailed down. Well, uh, we try. <laughs> we probably still have some <laughs> well, that, errors in that's there. That's the important part though, right? Yeah. But you know, your kids are your best guide as to how you're doing because our girls, I'll quickly see them in their pretend play. If I hear them say, hold on, I'm coming to tea. I just need to finish this email. You know, then I'm like, oh, that was a little close to home. And probably something that mama is saying a little too much. Um, they didn't read that in a book. They may have read right, that around the house. Probably not from, yeah, from their pathway readers. Um, so it's just, uh, it helps us to kind of keep it focused. We jumped straight in talking about the family stuff. Because I wanted our audience to hear your perspective. I wanted them to hear that above average parent perspective before we even really, you know, dug into the Southern Savers thing. Uh, we'll talk about it in depth a little bit more shortly, but just from your perspective, can you give us a quick overview on what the site is and the platform and kind of what your goals are with it? Sure. Um, so Southern Savers is technically a blog uh, run on the WordPress system. Our goal when we created it was to have a place where folks could come and figure out how to save money on everything that they needed to save money on, primarily groceries, but we cover everything under the sun um, in terms of what you're spending money on and how you can really cut those costs. Um, it's a free resource for folks. Um, I don't want you to have to feel like you have to pay to save money. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I want people to see how easy it is to save. So we've tried to give you, you know, your grocery lists are right there. It's everything that's on sale this week. It's all the coupons to go along with the sales so that you can sit there, literally just print a shopping list and go to the store. That's my goal is to make this as quick and as easy for everybody. Because the number one thing that I hear with folks when they're trying to save money is, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, you know, to figure all that out, it's just too hard. It's too difficult. No, it's not. It's really, really easy. So we're trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, that was our goal in starting it uh, and building it into a business, though I'll confess it didn't start as a business. It really started as a hobby uh, and then built into a business. Um, Goal-wise for us, it's just to continue to help people. I can't say that I have some, you know, Fortune 500 dream behind anything <laughs> or or to, you know, expand this to be the whole country. I kind of have to realize my own limits and know that, um, we can only cover as much as one person can cover and one person can manage and do well. So um, we are probably where we are going to be for a while, and that's okay. Um, we're helping a lot of people, and that's kind of our goal. It sounds like you've really tapped into your niche, too. You're aware of your niche. 
And, you know, you're focused on a specific geographic area, focused on helping families do one specific thing. You're not trying to be the the end all be all for everybody. Right. And again, that's similar to what we're doing with Above Average. There are so many parenting resources and family resources out there and they're great. God bless them. But it seems like there aren't enough that are focused on large family living. There are some out there and they're great and they're helpful for us, too. But kind of honing in on let's really be a little bit more focused on one specific thing. So anyway, back to your goal as far as helping people. I will just say that that Jenny and Southern Savers has helped my family specifically. Um, I heard about it. Let's see, you started 2008, is that right? Yep. 2008, 2009? 2008. Somewhere in that neck of the woods. And I probably heard about it from Sarah, from my wife, uh, 2010. And it, it was one of those things that kind of, Sarah heard about it from a friend. And then she told her friends. And then she told her friends. There was no big advertising campaign. Mm-mm. We didn't see Southern Savers billboards driving down the interstate or anything like that. It was very viral, not in a social media sense, but in a, it, it just spread from house to house, neighborhood to neighborhood. And I would be willing to say, by the way, we live in Owensboro, Kentucky now, but we lived in Nashville for about 10 years. But I would say most of the families that we interacted with not only were familiar with what you were doing, but were actually using Southern Savers in a lot of ways to uh, save money on groceries. I guess that's part of it. But also, I think Christmas shopping, yeah. they did some stuff. There, there's a lot to it, right? It's not just, you know, extreme couponing or whatever. And and also, too, it's, you know, you were mentioning we're geographically niched in and, and we are. We're definitely Southern Savers. But that that is where we kind of key out. And we have a lot of national traffic because we do cover a lot of online sales and you know, just the best deals that are out there back to school wise. Here are the best deals on backpacks. Um, and so many of the stores that we cover are national too, that it did become kind of a, you, you said it didn't go viral on social media. I've kind of joked it went viral in the kitchen. Um, it's where everybody gathers around and everybody's sharing everything. And that, that is what happened. Um, someone asked, yeah, you know, how yeah. did you grow? And like, I didn't do anything, uh, the Lord blessed it and it just took off and I held on to the handlebars while it was flying away. Um, and that was a lot of it. You would save a ton of money and you wanted to share it with 10 friends. And so you did. Now, I didn't prompt you to do it. Um, folks just did. And, and we still see that because the minute you go to the store and you walk out of the grocery store and you just saved a hundred bucks off groceries that you would have paid full price for last week, uh, you're pretty excited. <laughs> and so everybody shares. I don't know what I did, but I just saved a lot of money. Right, right. Well, so that would take me to to the next question for you. Um, I was telling my mom that you and I were going to talk this morning. And she said, yeah, I'm familiar with it, of course. And she said, so ask her, how does she find the deals? How do you get the deals? So I wanted to ask you, like, what does your day-to-day look like? Not necessarily weaving in the kids, because I do want to come back to to family talk. But just on the Southern Saver side, what does your day-to-day look like? And kind of the sub-question of that, what my mom asked. How are you guys finding the deals? Um, Grocery-wise, we have direct connections with a lot of the grocery stores. They don't pay me. I wish I could work that deal in. Um, But they do give us early access to their ads, because I need time to type them and to match in all of the coupons that go with that ad. Uh, My husband's a computer engineer, and so he kind of saw the process that I was doing and then created a back-end system to make that process a lot more streamlined. Oh, so smart. So we have what we call the list maker, and he built that for us. And um, then we have a lot of stay-at-home moms that are in charge of one store. 
So they get the ad from their store, uh, especially for stores that aren't in my general area. I don't have a Winn-Dixie or you know, some of these stores that are in South Florida. They're gonna grab the, the ad from their local area where we have permission to get it early. They're gonna type it, they're gonna coupon it, and then they push a button in the list maker system to let me know that it's done. I look over it all, nothing posts without me looking over it, um, mostly because people are really mean online. And so if there's an error in there, they just start ripping people to shreds and they don't realize that some sweet stay-at-home mom actually made that list. Um, <laughs> I have thick skin, but these other moms don't necessarily have that thick skin. Um, and I don't need sweet mamas crying because yeah. there was an error and a coupon matchup and some people just bashed them for it. Yeah. Um, so we look over everything and then get that posted. Um, so for me, time-wise, I've you know tried to, in a sense, um, delegate a lot. Um, we cover 32 stores. There's no way one person could physically do that in a week um, because a typical list to get a list that you see up on Southern Savers up would take about four hours. Um, there aren't enough hours in the week um, for one person to do that. So we use stay-at-home moms to help us out. It's a great stay-at-home mom job. Um, and they're super happy to have it. That's phenomenal. And because they're part of your your mission, your goal, they're helping others as well. Yeah. That rocks. So uh, I asked you about your day-to-day. -day. Um, and you mentioned your team. Uh, you've got your stay-at-home moms out there helping you out. You've got your husband. Is he is he still yeah. involved with Southern Saviors? Or was he like, hey, I'm going to build this system for you. Now you're good. <laughs> no, he is. He... Um, we both do this together. This is a full-time job for both of us. Um, so we are always home together with our kids, which to me is, it has always been our dream. Um, and I think is a dream for a lot of Americans. It is for a lot, um, yeah. So he is, because he's a computer engineer, and God really just crafted this for us in that he runs all of our servers um, and our database, I don't even know all the terms that he monitors and what he does for <laughs> us, but when things get bogged down, he knows exactly what we need to do and he can go fix it. Um, so he does all of that and he does a lot of our project management for the backend systems that we've built. Um, just in the last two years, we've added in on tons of features like printable shopping lists and savings trackers and uh, built an app and he's behind a lot of that. Like you said, it's almost, uh, you can say it's built on a blogging platform, but it's almost a misnomer just to call it a blog because there are so many extra features. It's not like it you're is. just saying, okay, type, 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 post, and you're sharing a deal. There's a lot of stuff built into there it. There is, yeah. And then, you know, if you wanted to come and work for me, I can't. I need you to know some HTML and I need you to know you're almost going to feel like a coder in the end if you had a full-time job around here um, because it's not just typing and, and sharing a little story. There's a lot to it. And I'm sure in, in the process of developing this, this brand over the years, uh, you've probably had some milestone moments along the way. Can you share any like favorite milestone moments um, with building Southern Savers, but specifically as it relates to your family? Were there certain things that you as a family celebrated? You're like, we hit a certain number or a certain, uh, I, I don't know, uh, just different milestones uh, along the way. I, obviously, the biggest milestone would be the day that we decided my husband would come home um, and no longer work a full-time job outside of the house and try to do everything that I was getting him to do. Um, that was a big milestone in a couple of ways because trying to run a business as a family is really hard on your marriage. You know, just to be honest, 
especially if you're not both on the same page. And so for a while, Southern Savers was a, a problem that uh, it was a big kind of stumbling block that we had to work through because I was putting in a ton of hours and he would go off to work to his real job and be like, Jenny, I have no clean clothes. I have no, you need to actually get some other things done around here. And, and I was supposed to be the stay at home wife and I just wasn't pulling my end of that, um, that plan. And so that was 2009. We kind of had a heart to heart and really sat down and, you know, what's going to change here and decided that he would come home. And that's probably, you know, the biggest milestone that we celebrate um, every September is just remembering it's another year that you've been home and that we've just been enjoying dad not having to leave at 7 a.m. and get home at 7 p.m. because of traffic and the joys of working downtown. Um, that's the biggest one, obviously we've not always been a numbers celebration. Um, we celebrate in the little things. Uh, I love to get emails from readers that share like, you know, this has saved our family Our we were arguing about money all the time and we can now feed our family. We have extra or even the, the others that are much more happy. And we got to go on vacation for the first time this year because we saved so much money that's probably where we celebrate. We love to read those out loud and even get our kids to see, like, this is why we do this. Um, our kids are, your kids are your most um, humble part of anything you do. Um, Cause we'll go to the grocery store and I, I can't go to a grocery store without somebody knowing who I am. <laughs> oh, here she comes. Which is funny, here she comes. Like I'm not on, I'm not on TV. <laughs> I, like I'm not anybody but they know who I am cause I'm on YouTube and whatnot. Um, or they'll see pictures on the site and the kids will be like, Mama, how do they know you? I mean, you just run this little site and I just don't understand it. And so we'll try to explain a little bit and then they'll run in and someone will tell them and they just get a bigger picture through it all. But it's good for them to see, too, that our celebrations or we feel it's good for them to see our celebrations aren't, oh, wow, we reached this many people or, uh, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. might be. It's really just in that listen to this story, listen to someone who has helped. And that's an amazing perspective for for me to hear and probably a lot of our listeners as well, that when you look at the big numbers that you guys are celebrating, because from the outside looking in, that's how a lot of people, for better or for worse, kind of measure success or measure the the influence yeah. that you've got. So you look at the number of Facebook likes or how many people are within your community or visiting your site. And it's huge. It's hundreds of thousands of people. You, you say that you have 1.5 mm-hmm. million people in your community. That's amazing. But it's also amazing that you're able to step back and look at, I guess, relatively what's kind of a little thing, you know, just one person emailing you with a success story, but you celebrate that more than you celebrate the giant numbers. You got to keep the right perspective, I guess. And that's how we try to keep that yeah, perspective. Yeah. So you said your, your family together celebrates those moments. Back to your family. Did I get this right? You guys live on a farm and you're in South Carolina. You live on a farm down there? We what do. Does that, what does that look like? Is it? Yep a bunch of land or is it animals or what's that like for you guys? A little of both. We have, um, we live outside of Columbia, South Carolina, um, probably about 10 minutes out of town, but out in the country, the boonies, um, you know, if you want to get milk, it's a good 10 minute haul back to anywhere that's going <laughs> to sell you some milk. Um, we have horses, we have chickens, um, dogs and cats and, um, goats are probably next on our list. I'd like bees. We have a long list, but, it's more time before you can start di- uh, diving into more animals. You have to have the time to give those animals. Um, but that's what we have now. So we have three horses and five chickens in, in farm life. Um, How fun is that? So do the kids help? What's their involvement look like on the farm? 
they do help. They have their chores. Their job is to water horses every day and to collect eggs. Um, and then they have to also feed dogs and cats. So they're probably the ones taking care of them the most. My husband, though, runs the tractor and gives everybody their hay and whatnot. Uh, we haven't delved out tractor duty to 10-year-olds yet, but um, they definitely have their jobs. And I love that. Both my husband and I grew up out in the country. So just to have kids that have that experience of go get the eggs, you know, that's not an experience that oh, man. city kids get anymore. Um, and that you need to do these chores before you do anything else. Um, you know, we, a lot of kids don't even wake up and make their beds anymore. So just right. giving them that perspective of this is how your day starts and you're going to knock out all of this and then you're going to get to your math and everything else right. that needs to be done. I really appreciate the intentionality behind that because it doesn't sound like it just happened out of nowhere. It sounded like you guys said, look, if we're going to do this, the kids need to be involved. They need to have some responsibility associated with it. And they're not just out there petting the horses. Yeah. And, and they know too, those horses, two of them are theirs in terms of our big girls. And so they knew from the beginning, you know, we're getting this horse for you. Mind you, they were, they're old boys. They're not anything special. They're not anything valuable, but, um, that if we're doing this, that you have to, you have to help because this is a lot of work. Yeah. So with all that, with Southern Savers, with the farm, you guys have a lot going on. How do you all do a school? We homeschool. Uh, it's our dining room table. Uh, my husband actually is probably the one that has the most time. So we're a little backwards since I stay uh, in front of a computer. My husband does not like to do coupon matchups. It's not his, his, <laughs> his passion. Um, and his passion actually was teaching. So not to, you know, speak ill of my father-in-law, but, um, when my husband was in college, he wanted to be a teacher and my father-in-law actually kind of pulled him aside and said, you know, you can't support a family on a teacher's salary, uh, and you really need to look at doing something else. And so he went into computer engineering and whatnot, but in a sense, God kind of brought him back and he's gotten to do what he wanted to do and do computer engineering, um, so he homeschools uh, everybody with me kind of stepping in from time to time, but he does a majority of it. The joy of homeschooling with multiple ages, though, is that the older they get, the more independent they get. Sure. So while you hear that we have five children and then you like, oh, how do you how do you homeschool five kids? Like, well, hold <laughs> up, because the two 10 year olds, they almost run it themselves um, with us just stepping in and, you know, telling them bigger picture kind of things, or it's not like we stand there and lecture. Um, and then the two younger ones are two and three months. So we aren't homeschooling them. Uh, we are, you know, playing in the corner. Um, so it's really right now, just a, a second grader, uh, as we start a new year that is more hands-on and, and takes more time. That's exactly what I was going to ask. A, a bunch of those questions you just answered. Yeah. You know, finding the time. How do you do that? What does your husband's involvement look like? You know, how, does he, how does he get involved? That's, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's a really, it sounds like you guys have been very blessed, but also very open to finding different ways to uh, find your skills and to match them with different opportunities that you've got inside and outside the home, you know, outside yes. the home being the business that you guys are running. Yep. And the other fun part for us is that um, my husband was homeschooled the whole way through, 
and I was not. Um, so it's always been his passion that we homeschool from the time we were married and my passion kind of knowing what was wrong about the public school system kind of, yes, we can do that. Uh, okay. Um, but for him to have that experience too, and then to be able to share that with the girls is it's pretty big, um, to me because when they get frustrated, he can kind of say, we know what dad did this too. I did these exact math books. Um, and whatnot. I, I like that. I like being able to see that pass down to them. Yeah. And so far, so good, huh? Yep. So you mentioned the the way that your husband, uh, it's it's different that, you know, the husband might be the one that's the primary teacher in a homeschooling environment. And uh, Bobby and I talk about this too, sometimes the role reversals that happen. It's not always a, uh, uh, I talked about this in a previous episode, kind of this Norman Rockwell standard family. It, things are shifting. Things are changing a little bit. And it's not a bad thing. It's, it's just, that's the way things are going to a certain extent. I would imagine that, uh, you know, even though the stay at home dad is not as big of a thing as the stay at home mom, I'd imagine those guys exist. I would imagine that they probably exist in your community, at least maybe if they're not a stay at home dad, they're the ones maybe doing primary shopping or they're, if they're a single dad, they're somebody who's focused on that. Can you tell us a little bit about the guys in your community? I would assume, you know, that it's probably... A female dominated in some of this, uh, and not just your community, but when you talk about frugal living or couponing or whatever, just because I'm, I'm tacitly familiar with it because of some of my background, it seems like it's a little bit more female centric, but what do the, what are the guys like in your community? What are they looking for? And, uh, what's the difference between the way that they view your site versus the women? Um, there are definitely, uh, guys in the community. You're right. And that it is, um, more heavy to the female side, but the men that I have encountered, because I travel and speak at churches and um, I'll even do live Q&A sessions online, and we have some of the same guys on almost every single Q&A call because the guys that get into it, they get into it. This is like ultimate, <laughs> ultimate fighting in a sense. We are going to do this and we're going to do it hard. And I love that. They're almost more passionate than the women because for them, it's become this hobby and in a sense, a game. They know all the rules. They, I mean, they'll be quick to even help me out on a Q&A session and say, ah, that's not quite how it works. <laughs> and I love that. Um, my favorite memory of guys getting into this, I was teaching a workshop in Thomasville, Georgia, which is a tiny little town in South Georgia. And I had about 40 people there, and there are four men. They're sitting second to back row all together. And after the workshop, they had gotten all into it. They're asking me all these questions. And these were not like, they weren't scrawny men. These were some big guys. And after the workshop, they came up and said, yeah, we're the wrestling coaches at the high school. And this has become <laughs> our new hobby. And that just kind of blew my stereotype out the window and I loved it. They were so into this. They wanted to kind of prove to each other who could save the most. And that is the typical um, kind of mentality that I get from the men that are involved in couponing. They've taken on shopping, a lot of them, from their wives because they did it to prove to their wives they could do a better job. And um, and they prove it well. They carry it on. They don't ever get, you know, drop the baton on the, on the couponing deals. They brought the intensity, huh? That's awesome. They did. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess lastly, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Jenny. I, and by the way, I really appreciate you doing this. This is really cool that you're sharing this information with our listeners, whether or not you're familiar with Southern Savers or just um, finding those bargains, finding those deals a little bit more. If somebody wanted to start 
and start with the Southern Savers method, where would they go? I know, obviously, southernsavers.com, but can you walk us through that over the, the next couple of minutes? Just what's the best way to start that habit of finding better deals? Sure. So to start online, uh, you would head to southernsavers.com. And then we have up at the top of the site a button that says learn to coupon. So start there. Um, and I've tried to make it as visual as I can to walk you through. You could also, in terms of just wanting to learn it all, if, if that's your mentality, like I just want to soak it all in and then I want to go, I would head to the YouTube page. So youtube.com slash Southern Savers. I have a two hour long professionally done video that's up on YouTube. Um, they're all free to teach you oh, wow. everything cool. that you want to know. I don't know that you need to sit through all of that. But to sum it up for you, if you just want to listen and you don't want to, you don't want to head on to YouTube, uh, the, the two big things that I try to get folks to see are that everything in a grocery store goes on sale, everything. So I get a lot of folks who say, oh, we only eat organic or we only eat green. Um, you know, those things go on sale too. So you can't use the excuse of we don't need the items. Everything goes on sale. So I want you to focus on that. And then realize that when something goes on sale, it doesn't go on sale every week. In the South, it goes on sale about every six weeks. And outside of the South, and I joke that that would be like anywhere that they don't add sugar before the ice. Um, <laughs> you have left the South if sweet tea is not on your menu. Uh, so in the North, the West, uh, sales kind of follow a 10-week cycle. So in other words, I go in, I see that an item is on sale, and I mean 40% off or more. I don't mean 10 cents here, but it's really on sale. We want to get enough of that product to last us until it is on sale again. So for a family of seven, that might look a little different than you know the family of two, but I don't want to just grab two of something. If, if we need five to get us through the next six weeks, then I'm gonna grab five. Whether I have a coupon for all five of those or not, they're on sale right now. They're a really great price. They're not gonna be on sale for another six weeks. So if I don't grab five, if I grab that two, I'm paying full price in two weeks. I can't do that. Um, so it's getting folks to change the way they shop. I'm not sitting down and making some really long shopping list before I head to the store. I am instead making a list of what's on sale and I'm stocking up on what's on sale. My pantry, you know, if we wanted to have a, a visual podcast, I have everything that I need to cook any meal. So I don't shop based on need. I shop based on sale. And that's how we're going to save a lot of money. I don't know who taught Americans to shop based on need, but it's a really bad place to be in because if you need something, you're willing to pay top dollar for it. I would say that's a giant paradigm shift. That's such a huge shift in thinking for most people. Why? It because is. That, that's the, that's even to a certain extent right now, that's the way that we're doing it. And I'm listening to this going, okay, I can't wait till Sarah and I talk about this because we really got to <laughs> just, again, shift. Like that's the best word that's coming to mind right now. Shift the way that we're thinking about that. Because if it's on sale, buy enough to last you until the next sale. That's, that's really yeah. smart. But then to think about too, just providing for your family, since we all are in a setting with, you know, a number of children around for us to kind of sit back and realize, you know, if something happened in downtown Columbia, it's 10 minutes away, we are way out in the woods, but we don't actually have to go anywhere. So I'm not saying, you know, that we've hit the prepping stage, but the fact that I do have six weeks of everything because we buy it when it's on sale, we buy enough of it, 
we're good if something came along. We're not going to be in crisis mode running out for milk. Uh, we buy extra milk and we freeze it. So we have it when, when we need it. But, um, sure. you know, just for folks to see multiple sides to that too. We're saving a ton of money. We usually, we can feed, you know, to give you the big picture, we can feed our family of seven. Keep in mind the youngest uh, only nurses. So she doesn't really count in there. Our family of six that eat real food. Um, we can feed all of us for about $50 a week. Uh, on And that's everything. That's also including household cleaning supplies and paper goods and diapers. Um, so $50 a week is pretty impressive for a I big family. So, yeah. um, but we do that because we're following the sales cycles. I'm not ever paying full price for anything in the store. Uh, and then when I pair in coupons, we haven't even talked about that really, but pairing in the coupons, that's just icing on the cake and brings down the costs even more for us. That is, that's really cool because I, I came into this thinking, okay, let's, let's help some folks save some money, which is important and it's great. And it's certainly relevant to what we're doing with, with above average, but the self-sufficiency part too, that's, that's one that I really wouldn't have thought about too much. That's a great point. Yeah. Hey, well, Jenny, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us. I know you're super busy because of all the stuff that we've talked about before. Yeah. So I really appreciate you sitting down with us and, and taking the time uh, to, to share this wisdom and this experience and your story and everything with our audience. Um, what are the best ways to find you? Obviously, southernsavers.com would be at the top of the list. It is. And then on Facebook, it's at Southern Savers. I pretty much did a, a good job with the brand. So it's at Southern Savers on Instagram and Twitter as well. And you can always email me at Jenny at southernsavers.com. That is awesome. Hey, Jenny, uh, any final thoughts? Anything else that you'd want to throw out there? Uh, I guess the biggest part is just to get people to realize that if you aren't saving money on your groceries, it really is easy. Um, so don't listen and think, oh, we can't change this the way that we're shopping. We're talking about you know, a couple little changes that are going to be pretty massive on your bottom line as to how much you're saving each week. Awesome. Big return on investment, huh? Yep. Well, Jenny, thanks again. Best wishes to you, uh, to Southern Savers, and to your family. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, Lance Osborne here. That was fun, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this episode, please visit AboveAverageShow.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher to listen to more shows. I recommend episode 15 with my friend Chris Licurdo, who's a leadership and personality styles expert. Or another favorite show would be More Siblings, Fewer Divorces, which is episode 11. Again, that's AboveAverageShow.com.